you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast is better than the coaches show. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Finally, uh, intro I can get behind. That was that was my favorite one yet, TD. <laughs> that was there was nothing subtle about that shot across the. I think I came up with show. that one actually. It was vindictive no enough to please Greg. I have a six in the morning interview with Brian Billick tomorrow. Well, he's not going well, to listen. Don't mention that. That's for that. sure. Um, and so we got the the four of us in the studio, and we talked about how we got the fifth mic. We got it for a good reason. Uh, to my left, she's the host of around the around the NFL, the television edition which is important. She's the face of the top 100 players of 2015 countdown and 2014 and 2013. She's also a Los Angeles area Emmy award winner for best sports feature. The Michael Rivas story, 2005, who said, I don't do research. <laughs> Lindsay Rhodes. Wow. Straight, straight from Wikipedia folks. <laughs> Always accurate. Do you, where do you did, keep did you your Emmy? Um, my Emmys are in my closet. Oh, oh Emmys. Wow. You got Ooh, more than hello. one. Subtle correction. Very humble. That was good. Lindsay, welcome back to the Around the NFL podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm uh, so excited to be here. I can't I can't possibly begin to describe it. Oh, <laughs> well, snap. I got to document this. <laughs> <laughs> we have, I mean, we were trying to figure this out yesterday, what Lindsay means to the Top 100 countdown, which is every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. 9. 9 p.m. Eastern time. That wasn't in Wikipedia. That's why I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, Lindsay hosts the show uh, along with some other uh, some other uh, talented people. LeVar Arrington, Eric Davis. Yes, counting it down. We're now through the first 20. Um, so Lindsay is going to join us and talk about uh, the top 100. And we were trying to figure out downstairs yesterday what Lindsay means to that show. You know, oh. is, is it the Bob Costas of the NBC oh, Olympic wow. coverage? <laughs> <laughs> That's I went Bob Costas, and That's you guys, these stuff. guys can't stand. Bob I was Costas. saying she's more. Well, of a, I love Bob Costas. She's kind of a mix between Joe Lenardi and Dick Vitale of college basketball because she's, you know, she's the mm. face of it, like Dick Vitale. But she's also kind of a bracketologist. You're always figuring out who's left on the list. You're into it. I am. I've been told to tone down the nerdiness. Mm. Oh, you could be as nerdy yeah. as you want here. Yeah. It's, well, just being here is nerdy. This is an off day for you. You got a babysitter to come in here. Ow! They did. That's uh, pretty impressive. How about the Joan Holloway? These guys wouldn't, you guys these are guys, worth it. These guys wouldn't do that. Mark. I don't have babies to sit. <laughs> how about Lindsay is the Joan Holloway of the office of uh, Sterling, Draper, Cooper, and Price? Is that taking it too far? I thought you could read into that in a number of different ways. Oh, that's ways. true. Yeah, you might have taken I'd, it I would too far. maybe have not preferred that All right, well, for uh, obvious reasons. We'll, we'll stick with Dick Vitale then. Let's switch I, gears for a minute. Yeah. Last time Lindsay was on, remember Dan was trying to come up with a nickname for himself? Uh, yes. We've got one. Oh, what is it? He is Daddy Rich. All right, let's give her the option. <laughs> Daddy let's, Rich. L Lindsay will settle it right okay. now. The old Zeuser. The old Zeus. Which I'm not saying I love. It's just something that has come out a few times uh -huh. uh, kind of naturally. Originally from you, yourself. It, yeah, yeah. Third oh. person. <laughs> oh, then it can't be. The old yeah, Zeuser. Right. It's like Kobe and Black Mamba. And, uh, but no, it wasn't. See, whereas Black, Black Mamba and Kobe was a very you know, calculated move, probably to move units of sneakers or something. It just Old Zeuser just came out. Yeah, and, all right, on, all right. on your part, not no, calculated If it came out of your mouth, I'm afraid <laughs> I have to vote against it. And then the other option is Daddy Rich. I vote for Daddy Rich. All right. There it is. It's settled. Daddy Rich. All right, we can go now. That's I'm it. I'm not That's seeing a lot of excitement in the room. Mark? I'm not, well, I'm, I'm sad that you spoke old Zeuser yourself because you could get old. I mean, you know, that would fit you for many years. Daddy Rich. Yeah, Daddy I Rich. Know, I know Dan out of out of work, and I don't. Daddy Rich doesn't really resonate with the, what I'm seeing <laughs> this, with Dan and Jenna. This Jim. whole thing is a fabricated nonsense. I mean, he chose what? to – first of all, you knew she'd choose Daddy Rich. No, so I didn't. It was a sign to me that you liked this Daddy Rich. You've embraced it Wait, since, by the way, since Wes first brought Lindsay. it up. You knew it was – this whole thing – was rigged. Did no I know <laughs> what you were going to choose? Well, uh, it's logical. I'll, I'll no one would this. pick the old Zeuser if they were <laughs> alive. 
<laughs> uh, the, the thing that's that swayed me was the fact that you nicknamed yourself the old Zeus yeah. because that's illegal. It also reminds me of an old cat who's a mouser. You know they call a cat a mouser because it chases ma- mice? Wes, this, we, having it all been born after the 1880s, none of us know what you're talking about. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah, we, we're, we're well off the track. All right, here we go. So big show today with Lindsay uh, joining us. We are going to get into the top 100. Uh, as I said earlier, we're also going to break out, you know, one of the one of the real rising games within the Around the NFL podcast sphere. What's your fancy, but, you know, better known as, Mark? Qualis tu fantasia. Well, <laughs> I like that. N- not quite right. Qualis tu fantasia. Oh, well, we come from different areas of that region. We have different dialects. One of you That's is true. from Seville. And by the way, I, I made the mistake today at work in the office of doing a Twitter search of Qualis du Fantasia. And <laughs> I could have been that. fired if anyone was looking at my screen. Who would have known? <laughs> oh, wow. It got adult real quick. At our yeah. work, whenever you do anything untoward on the internet, not usually it's... A referee you know, pops up. Right, a ref when he's blowing a whistle, stop, get back to work. And that didn't happen here. No, Twitter, it was the wild, wild west. Uh, but before we get into those things, we're going to check behind the glass. TD already on fire. He's got five mics. They seem to be all working. What a producer. What's going on, guys? And, uh, Greg, I know you love the the open intro. Yeah. I know you love that. But just remember that at the end of each show, like I did last show, I'm going to give out the uh, podcaster of the show. And you know, oh, we're still doing I'm that? I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yes, we're still doing that, yeah. People well, seem to like it. You know I, what? Well, we're definitely better than the coaches, though, because we exist. You know, they, <laughs> they they go into hibernation for six months, and maybe or maybe not they come well, back in September. Well, that's how the September. big boys do it. You know, they take a little offseason, take a little break. You could say the same thing for Jeremiah. Everybody just, like, shutting it down, big and then they come back and hope no one notices. <laughs> but people notice. That hibernation brings their average show length down to three and a half minutes. <laughs> So thinking uh, about your new nickname, we once yeah. had a producer called Crystal Rich, short for K Rich. Mm. That could have been really awkward, you know, Daddy mm. Rich, Daddy K Rich, K Rich. Oh, that's true. That's but she's point. gone. She's gone now. I don't. I don't find that out at all. <laughs> 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 all right, let's, uh, you know, let's do some this. Click that for your Emmy reel. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What was that from? Poor Lindsay. Even know where that's from. Where are you getting this that stuff? For your Emmy reel. No, it doesn't what? need to happen again. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a keeper, Titi. We gotta oh, use yeah. that. Whether Lindsay's on the show or not, that's the I was doing a show rotation. open. My man behind the glass here with me, Brandon, found this on YouTube. It's a show open on uh, YouTube. Total access, yes. You're all over the internet. Oh, that's in the regular rotation. I do rotation remember now. that. Click that. Okay, third time. We've heard it enough. All right, just real quick though. <laughs> show of hands. Who uh, who in here has an Emmy award? You know, by the way, a show of hands doesn't work in an audio you podcast. You said in here. You're well, in the, the whole show. Oh, oh you just he, to raise your hand? Let, let the record show he was raising his hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. TD, that is yeah. very, that's highly unbecoming of you. <laughs> Let's, can we please do some news? Congratulations <laughs> on your award. Wow. <laughs> Write that Barry down. Horowitz. Are you allowed to do that on a podcast? Uh, it no. will get beeped. 239. Well, we hope remember. it'll get beeped. <laughs> He's going to get me fired. Here we go. Let's get into it. here tomorrow. Let's get to it, starting with, uh, all right, we know the Ted Wells report is out, and uh, Ted Wells Wells in a fiery manner, um, you know, hit out against the Patriots and Tom Brady's agents saying anybody that would question me and my integrity is off. Well, the Patriots doubled down, and on Thursday released uh, on a website, they basically launched a whole website, thewellsreportcontext.com, nearly 20,000 words of rebuttal to Wells' report. Uh, which basically, you know, we all knew the Patriots and Tom Brady's camp are unhappy now. Here it is. These are all the reasons why we think the Wells report uh, is crap, basically. And this is why you find out hours later that Tom Brady formally appeals his four-game suspension. Uh, Greg, uh, we'll start with you. We said uh, it felt like we were heading towards lawyering up and uh, potentially a real battle. It looks like here it is. It's here, and it's disappointing. It reminded me as I was going through it, and I read most of it, and we I did the thing, the post for the site. It started to remind me of the lockout, that no one looks good. Everyone is a loser. So if you're coming up with winners and losers, the NFL is a loser, the Patriots are losers, Tom Brady's a loser. We're losers because we have to cover this. The network's a loser you know, because they have to cover it all day. It's just it's kind of at that point. That that that's my takeaway from it. Lindsay, your thoughts? 
I don't even know where to start because I there I have so many thoughts about it. Uh, the the rebuttal and full disclosure, I haven't finished reading it. I'm I don't even know how far you're not alone. I am because it doesn't have pages, so I'm just scrolling <laughs> down, and it appears that I'm about three quarters of the way through it. But uh, some of it I think insults my intelligence, and some of it is kind of plausible. And I wish that they had just stuck to the points that were plausible, right? right. Mm. So that, you know, give me a reason to believe that this happened a different way. And there are some parts of it where I, I read that and I say, okay, maybe maybe it could have gone down like that. And that does raise an interesting point. Uh, how would he have, you know, laid all the balls out in the bathroom in a minute and 40 seconds and deflated them but not deflated them too much and never deflated uh, the same ball twice? I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, there, there's a lot. They they made some good points, is my point. But then there were other elements of it well, where I was like, that is so absurd, I'm embarrassed for like you what? for suggesting that. Well, they, they I mean, they messed up, obviously, to, in my opinion, because what Lindsay's saying is true. Like, they did... They went after some things that were maybe hazy in that report, but then they threw in things that became like the focal point for a lot of people, such as uh, the reference to uh, McNally being the, the deflator, not having anything to do with deflating footballs, but that McNally, and this is the wording on this website, was a, quote, big fellow and was trying to lose weight. Uh, also, the, the wording that uh, uh, McNally saying he was going to go to ESPN, that was explained away as being it had nothing to do with him telling them, coming clean about the deflation of the balls. It was about uh, the sneakers and his boss maybe not being happy that these things were going on behind the boss's back, handing out sneakers and other apparel. So that's what it seems like the media uh, grabbed onto. Well, I think that's a good point. 20,000 words and – they should have known that the media would sensationalize or make silly their silly points. I mean, it's of course the media is going to do that. But then you lose track of good points like why were people in the NFL office going along with ESPN's reports that the balls were initially 2 PSI below the limit when in fact they were just a fraction below the limit and that drove the hysteria of the story from the beginning. Well, because it raised the question, would have the Wells report even been commissioned if – the ESPN report, which has been proven, you know, conclusively to be way off, is a bad day for for them and Chris Mortensen. It would would the Wells report even have existed if that initial report didn't come out? Probably not, because that that was really the kickstart to everything going on that weekend. Well, I have one question. So, if the Patriots say that, listen, this is all squeaky clean. And we are going to send out a on-the-road Jack Kerouac-like scroll <laughs> on WordPress to bombard you with. Why did they punish the two ball boy guys? And I say guys because they're in their 30s and 40s. Everyone thinks of them as 17 and 18-year-olds. They're actually grown men, one well, of them with a weight issue apparently. They texted each other, OMG. So <laughs> There are questions. I mean, that's one of my biggest problems with uh, the evidence that – was set before me was that you have grown men responding oh, let's, to uh, they, let's, messages. Were there emojis? Let's get into that. Um, by the Titty, can I get a little uh, music just because it feels like this type of music these guys listen to. Mark and I were going to uh, read a text exchange between Jim McNally and John Jastrzemski. What's up, Dorito Dink? Nada. When's the Pong party? I'm on fire. OMG. Bring it. You still with your women? Yep. You must have her omitted out of respect to Mrs. Jastrzemski. <laughs> you must have a picture of her omitted out of respect to Mrs. Jastrzemski. OMG. You working? Yep. <laughs> nice, dude. Jimmy needs some kicks. Let's make a deal. Come on. Help the deflator. Who's <laughs> trying to lose weight. Yeah. Because I'm fat. I think Lindsay hit it on the head because my first reaction was, watching Twitter explode over, as you said, certain silly points in it. Right, I haven't even gotten to that. I mean, I'm assuming most everyone in this room and pretty much everyone talking about TV hasn't read the 20,000 words. If you strip that stuff out and you just responded in a very serious manner to this, the many points you could have made, you solve yourself the trouble and people might see this whole thing as... I think we're at a point of frustration because it all seems so silly along with everything else. Of course. And I think they went with a kind of legal strategy, which was the kitchen sink which is that you just tried to refute all 87 points 
that the Wells report made, whether you had a, a good argument for it or not, instead of just focusing on the stuff that was interesting, including the gauges, which I didn't really understand too much ahead of time. But that was a, that was the first 5,000 words were about how the two different gauges had different measurements and the case that they made that it was misleading, that the way the Wells report presented the inf- information was, was a very strong case and pointed a, a finger at, Uh, Walt Anderson and how the NFL handled things. And I think as I'm reading this, what I thought was the Patriots uh, bending the rules or cheating, whatever you want to call it, and the NFL doing a poor job handling it and punishing them uh, incorrectly, that they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, they both can be completely true. See, I read the gauges part, though, and I found much of the gauges argument to be comical. I thought that they were asking us to believe a lot of things that just a logical person would jump to the same conclusion that the Wells report did. And to like, yes, there were two gauges that were used at halftime and whether it was or was not the same gauge that was used in the pregame, um, they did two separate measurements of each ball for both the Patriots and the Colts, mm-hmm. the four Colts balls that they measured at halftime. And they, uh, they they so what confusing. they what they don't get into or what they don't address is that the point here is that the difference in drop off was so much greater for the Patriots balls than it was for the Colts. So then I don't even understand why they would go to the ideal gas law because you would seem to think that that would also impact the Colts balls. I mean, a lot mm. of it is really scientific stuff that we're not and legal stuff that we're not going to understand. The ideal gas law. I mean, they have a guy who's won what, the Nobel laureate explaining why he thinks the atmospheric conditions could completely explain what happened. But who are we to, like... They're leaning hard on that stuff, who, the Patriots, who are the we, science of it. Who are we to judge it? The Patriots say that they received written notice the day after the game that the league had made a preliminary finding that the Patriots may have tampered with the pressure of the footballs, and that is, in their in in their rebuttal, proof that the league had already come to a conclusion of fault, and that's why the people that they hired to be their independent investigators were hired to prove <laughs> this. Uh, to me, that says that they found enough evidence to launch an investigation. Well, they, they tried yeah. to they tried to take the argument to explain the difference in the two balls that we had the ball the whole first half, that the Colts were so bad in the game that our balls were used, our footballs were used three quarters more of the time than, than Indianapolis. And then they also brought up how in the pregame preparation, it's out six. It's all just ridiculous. Was the by, whole thing is ridiculous. See, they, they even, they went, so. That was well, their argument to answer that question. Though. They haven't argued the sting operation, but uh, Don Yee has argued that it was a sting operation in which they were set up. But then they said that uh, they had a problem that despite the concerns expressed by the Colts prior to the game, the officials didn't write down the pregame PSI measurements, <laughs> which if they had, that would lead me to believe that they saw fit to build a case. Because mm. if you know that they're at 12.5 and all but two of them were at 12.5 when they measured them before the game, and then they just put a little bit more air in two of them so that they measured out at 12.5. If you're the officials, all you really care about is, okay, so I'm keeping an eye on the balls to make sure that they're taken care of properly. If I know that they're 12.5 going into the game, I don't feel the need to build a legal case to back that up because I'm not sure that anyone's cheating. This whole issue this debate that we're having it it just goes to show that it's a trivial very trivial thing that happened with no definitive conclusions and that's my problem all along how do you give somebody a four-game suspension a million dollar fine and a first and fourth round draft picks when there are very few definitive conclusions how do how do we see this playing out because now you have jeffrey kessler involved uh, it's going to be appealed and i think eventually well, it ended up it, in federal court it was appealed so tom brady appealed it today in the how NFL does it PA. end how does do, it let's, end? let's stay focused on just the the suspensions for tom the i think the suspension I, if i'm just going to take a guess yeah i think that the patriots it's complex I'll start with brady i think it gets down to one game well you can't answer the question until we it, it's, it's well of we're just it's swinging for the fences my, my point is roger goodell is the one that names the arbitrator 
He will name someone independent. He's not going to see it. I don't think he'll oversee it. You know how much much heat he would get for that? But he could name someone a little more in-house because it's his right to do so. That would be a bad move. But it's it's in the CBA that he can do it, and that's how they've often done it throughout the NFL history. But doesn't Brady and his counsel then have the option to take it to federal court? Well, they could go to court. That's that's separate from the suspension. I mean, the federal court's not going to talk about it. Goodbye offseason. That's my two words. (laughs) I think if we have a neutral arbitrator, all the entire suspension will be wiped away. Well, that, that I think the case is that weak, and Goodell I, has I to worry for, about that. I agree that. with you for Brady. He has to worry about that because you know they sent it to Paul Tagliabue. He wasn't so kind on the NFL. He sent it to um, what's her name, Miss Barbara Jones. Jones. Barbara Jones. She wasn't too kind to the NFL. Babs. So they got they got to be careful here. Who but who see, it goes I, to? I think if they're smart, they send it right back to Barbara Jones or somebody who has ruled against them recently. Because mm. at this point, just from a PR standpoint, I don't understand what the league had to gain from finding fault with the Patriots. To me, just as an outsider looking at this, I would have thought if they were going to sway this at all, if they were going to cheat this investigation, they would cheat it the other way. Because this is a team that just won your largest game of the season, the the game that everyone watches. He's the Super Bowl MVP. It makes it look like that game is tainted. Right, they have right. something to well, lose that, from the Patriots and Tom Brady the, being the one, guilty, not the other way around. The one thing that bubbled up today from some people was that where Goodell has gained respect, and this isn't coming from, you know, this is just whispers from the 31 other teams and owners who thought he would favor the Patriots and he went in the other direction, that some of the owners and I think, teams feel that he did the right thing. I think, I think it gets upheld. I think there's enough uh, in terms of uh, the Patriots not working with the investigation. I think the whole idea that the the NFL had something to gain from dragging the Patriots and specifically Tom Brady through the mud, I think they'll see through that as not something the NFL wanted, and I think it will be upheld. That's just my opinion. So I don't think there's enough there for Brady. Like To me, they haven't connected the dots. Having read the Wells report, I don't. I think he's being I, punished. I think, I think it'll get knocked down just because they did didn't it. make a strong enough case. I, I hear what you're saying, but I think it'll get knocked down. Uh, before we move on, I do have a couple other. The bigger picture points are more interesting to me than, I mean, it almost feels like talking back and forth about the PSIs. It's almost like we're falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Like, we shouldn't be talking about this nonsense. Patriots fan wants to bury No, no, but there are a couple (laughs) big things here. One is that when is the last time an owner – I mean, this was the the moment where the Patriots started going hard after the NFL. It is a very interesting moment in a league that prides itself on all 32 teams – you know, collectively own everything. We all think about the greater good of the league. This is the most powerful or one of the most powerful owners going at the guy who ended the lockout. Right. Exactly. The guy who got praised for ending the lockout is now challenging the the authority of the NFL. That's a big big deal. Where does this go? Does he become that guy? <laughs> they don't want that. It's I a mean, pretty big deal Al for Davis the NFL. Large. It's bad news. That's for why the NFL. it's so different too. Because right. Al Davis, we all know, was a cowboy, and he he was kind of a renegade guy. Kraft isn't that guy. He wears Air Force Ones. <laughs> well, that's true. That's, true. <laughs> to the uh, White House. that's a great point. In fact, I've been shut down completely by the Air Force on. <laughs> uh, but no, like Kraft has never been that guy you would think would go outside the box like that. No, so, he's the closest thing you get to an assistant commissioner among right. the owners. It, it has to make Goodell feel very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a bat. It's for a league that prides itself on the 32 owners are all speaking as one. It's a really bad moment. And then I wonder, you know, How's, is it going to turn off casual fans at all? Maybe this no, is no, not at all. Maybe this is over rating It's May, absolutely not. The season will start. This stuff happens every year. If Ray Rice and everything else didn't turn fans off, this this will not either. I don't mean I that. Agree the, with I don't mean that the ratings are going to go off. Just no, just it, for a league that's so concerned about PR, it's another. If anything, it will people it, people will just be hungrier for real football to begin because of this tedious nonsense that we're going to spend all I, season. I agree with Mark, but I also see what you're saying that at a certain point there could be a tipping point. Enough black eyes for the league. Does people it, are going to get turned off by the product? Does it not take critical thinking for fans to get tired of this? I think the hysteria of the issue in the first place shows that there's not much critical thinking going on. I I get. I'm basing it on uh, my wife, really, who is my placeholder as a casual fan she's not a patriots fan at all and she's vaguely annoyed by different things that have come up over the years certainly and but this was one where it's just like she's saying this is the dumbest thing it is the dumbest if everyone at the league office 
and everyone at the NFL Network and the Patriots and the lawyers, like if you had all spent that time to do something productive instead of deflating a little football, like how many, that's ten, tens of millions of dollars in, of productivity and money being flushed down the toilet for like a little deflation of football. My, it's just insane. My barometer, my brother and my husband, and they feel the exact same way. They I think it's care. an excellent point. I think that the rest of the world is reporting this story and looking at the story so much different. And we're going to look back in 10 or 15 years and say, are you kidding me that this much was made out of this story? I have almost never been asked to do like a radio hit in London, but they, they asked one of the talk radio stations almost. there. Almost. That means they're having yeah. multiple. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying. But, but did you I'm do just it saying, with an accent? I did it this week, and they were baffled. I mean, that was the word they were used. They were trying to get me don't to don't understand what's going on with the footballs right. they and were the deflation. Well, why would they do it? They, they were, I was trying to explain like it in normal, <laughs> normal I, I terms. Like Greg seamlessly builds his own brand in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Can we move on, Greg? No. That's it. That's why you get an Emmy award. Greg's sonic billboard has been erected. You ready? <laughs> Let's uh, move on. Raising. Uh, <laughs> all right. So TD's on fire today. Okay. Yes, TD, you're doing great. Five mics just right off the top. And now you're rolling with the drops. And away we go. He's engaged this time. It must be because Lindsay's here. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, we need <laughs> Lindsay here for you to pay well, attention. We have a fellow Emmy Award winner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, need a, we need a Lindsay hologram that just sits here. <laughs> uh, all right. So speaking of Lindsay, the top 100 – uh, players of 2015 countdown is back. It launched uh, last week uh, with the first 10 players, and then on Wednesday night we got the next 10 players. So 20 have been revealed, going all the way to number one. And uh, I, I don't know. How do you want to get into this? Should I? Let me just go down. I'm going to go down the list real quick. Randall Cobb at 100, Calais Campbell, Adam Vinatieri, Joe Flacco, Jarrell Casey, Emmanuel Sanders, C.J. Mosley, Jason Witten, Aaron Donald, Julian Edelman, Michael Bennett at 90, Greg Olson, Glover Quinn, Demarcus Ware, Eric Weddle, Golden Tate, Terrell Suggs, Marquise Pouncey, Haloti Nada, and Darren Sproles at number 81. That's where we at, we're at so far. And, uh, Greg, I'm going to start with you on this. Mm. Um, actually, before Why we do me? that, before we do that, it's, uh, Lindsay. You got the expert here. Yeah, I want to just ask Lindsay, uh, how, how long have you been doing this countdown now? Since it started, which was 2011. Wow. Okay. So, what are what are your thoughts about the top 100 countdown in a, in a macro sense? That's a really wide ranging question. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> Not a compliment. I, 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 I think it's I think it's always interesting to see uh, how the players view their peers and how it changes from year to year. I think one of the things that I thought in year one was that it might not fluctuate that much from year to year. And so how do you have sustainability if it's kind of the same mm. names over and over again? But like, oh, Peyton's number three, but this year he's number four. You know, right. it's like, is there much debate involved with that? But there has been a lot of turnover right. from year to year. Mm. You have something, I don't know what it is this year. I want to say it's like 40 players that are new to the list. List, which means that 40 players that were on the list are no longer on it. And I think that the first handful of weeks are probably some of the better shows. They're not the mm. bigger names. Um, but once you get towards the top of the list, there you I mean, I because I'm nerdy, I, I could pretty much tell you, like, okay, here's who's left. Here are the 20 names. I've done the math. There's 12 quarterbacks. There's 19 wide receivers. Uh, there's, I think, 11 running backs. It's like you could make a list right now and figure out kind of who they are, especially once you start knocking some of them off. Mm. I think we've had but, four wide receivers uh, that have come up so far, so I've got my list mm. of 19. You're counting the cards. Sort of. Yeah. But, I mean, at uh, even if you're not counting the cards, once you get to 20, you're like, okay, so J.J. Watt, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning. I mean, anybody can rattle and off the people yeah. that it they should think be are probably said, there. Lindsay does not know. I do not. That's, an that's the fascinating yeah. part of it, to do the show that way. Well, you guys know because you're by my desk that I spend the next 10, I spend 10 weeks with like my fingers in my ears in, <laughs> in the newsroom, and I get very angry she, Lindsay, if anything is tipped off to me, like legitimately angry because we go on this reaction show and you not only are reacting to the 10 names that were just revealed, but you're sort of trying to figure out what it means for the list moving forward, and you can't have these conversations and have them be legitimate, organic, fun conversations mm. if you know the answers, right. if Lin you're faking it. Lindsay sits right uh, next to us, and what we get, uh, we have to write up posts that we roll out right when the when the list goes live. So we'll sometimes get a look at it before Lindsay sees it unveil. So it's created some tension, let's face it, within the <laughs> dynamic of around the NFL and Lindsay Rose. What's the dumbest uh, player 
ranking you've ever seen on this list. Jimmy Graham wasn't on it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. That's that easily. We, I mean, we've been writing about the show as long as it's been on the air, and and we've sometimes raged against the list for that very reason. Something I think Julio Jones got left off last year. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, not in the top ten last year. Yeah, or, yeah and then even things like even Demarcus Ware, uh, he he drops thirty one spots. Joe Flacco is all over the list. So there's. If nothing else, it's it's great for debate. And There's a kicker on the list this year. Joe Flacco right. ranks one spot ahead of a kicker. Right, and Vinatieri's <laughs> not even the best kicker in the league at all, is he? Right well, now? last year he was pretty damn good, yeah. but still. To, and Randall doesn't do kickoffs. Ranks below him. Well, at one point, right, Joe true. Flacco was in the top 30 or so coming off the Super Bowl. And the weird thing is he's a better quarterback now than he was then. So is Eli Manning, and I would – bet that Eli is ranked lower now than he was. No, uh, Eli Manning's not on this list. I don't know that for a I, fact. Because yeah, right. he's, he's a few he's years removed. The further you are from your Super Bowl is directly proportional to your ranking. The, the thing is, they give us random clues and that's, you know, with me, I almost have to be careful. Like, because <laughs> yesterday they gave us too many clues and it gave away one of the players. Like they said, mm. um, we knew that there was one center on the list, one, <laughs> uh, one player that dropped 58 spots, one uh, player from Notre Dame. Then I saw that NFL uh, media's PR department had tweeted out a former defensive player of the year was on the list. And mm. I was like, well, there was a former defensive player of the year who happened to fall in that 10-name range that would be one of the 58 players who could possibly have dropped that – or who, one of the 10 players that could have possibly dropped right. uh, 58 it, spots. Yeah. And so I was like, before the show went on, just, just based on those clues, to, you knew it was sizzle. To Wes's point about the value of a Super Bowl win, not just for the quarterback especially, but really any any of the players that are on that Super Bowl run. Uh, Terrell Suggs has taken a dive since he won a Super Bowl. But also Joe Flacco is a great example. And He's been on the list all five years now. 90, 74, 18 after he won the Super Bowl. So he was a top 20 player as of two years ago. 58 and then now 97. So he's Although been 97 all- might be right. Yeah, well, the first in the last year, 90 and 97, that feels like they might have it. I think it shows you, too, that the players, we can sit around Wes and is making stare a face. at – Well, we can stare at metric sites <laughs> all day long and watch our own game tape. These guys play against these players, and I think there is some amount of reverence for what Flacco did during that Super Bowl run. That's fresh off people watching him go on a three- or four-game hot streak that was outrageous. And maybe they thought, he's turned the corner, he's a new guy, he just won the Super Bowl. That's a ton of respect from players – and then, you know, nothing since. It's close. And so he drops. He tumbles. He played awesome in the elimination game last year. I made a face because you can say what you want about these numbers in May. Say he deserves to be 97. Come January, you're scared to death of facing Joe Flacco. And your Patriots are scared to death of facing Joe Flacco. Your P-scale is at 7 to 9 at least. He was definitely the, not the reason the they lost. If they but had the a half a decent defense. Also, so he's the 12th ranked quarterback because he was the first one revealed and there are 12 quarterbacks on the Sounds list. Sounds about right. If sure. The way that they do the voting for this is they hand a player a list with 20 open spots, and they say, tell me who your 20 best players are in the league. And those, you know, one is weighted more than 20. Mm. So who's putting Joe Flacco in their 20 right now? Well, who's That's putting thing. Darren Sproles? He's 81 on the list. Like, Darren Sproles gets 700 yards every year. I, I, think, mean, I like Darren Sproles, but. Think about that. I think he had at least what? one. Primetime Sunday night game Early. where he went nuts. Yeah, and I think Monday. sometimes that's all it takes, and that's not just the football players. That happens with AP voters all the time. You know, being on primetime a lot can help you. But that means so someone weighted a Sproles or someone else very, very high, higher than he should have been. Probably, and he lands on this list because of not voter fraud, but like weird voting, weird decisions by these players. All right, Greg. Possibly every year there's a WTF moment. Mm. Okay, of course there was. The famous Charles going. Clay, uh, number 100 a couple years ago. Dennis Pitta. He was in the 80s, was Clay. Yeah. Oh, Clay. Pitta was 100, I believe. Uh, and now this year, coming in at number 88. Eight. Eight. 88, but I disagree with you. I, Tell me you why know, you think I've, that. I'm with Lindsay on I've this. I've come back on it after my initial reaction. Walk it back, Greg. I, I am. <laughs> I don't. I, don't, I think if you were taking your best 100 players in the NFL, there's no way Glover Quinn would be one of your first 100. He made the Pro Bowl. He but did the make NFL the Pro Bowl, but he is coming off of a, a good season. Leading the NFL in interceptions is not a sign you're a good player. A lot of people lead the league in inter- interceptions. doesn't really Tommy correlate. cheated. <laughs> I, I wrote an article last November when Cam Chancellor was injured saying that Glover Quinn and James Ahedabo 
are rivaling them for the best safety pair in the He's NFL. Coming off a good he season. was playing that well at the time, and I think it's easy to look back in mm. January or May and say, who's Glover Quinn? Well, I think of it as 2015, not 2014. So that was partly what I'm thinking. It's like, no one, if you're asking GMs to pick 100 players, I don't think any one of the 30 are, are taking I don't think Glover anyone's Quinn. taking a 42-year-old kicker either. <laughs> the problem for you, Greg, is you put this Lifetime in print, award. and it's there forever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stuck with it. So you can't you can change it here, but it doesn't mean anything. Like your article on Lockus. We all have articles we wish didn't exist. <laughs> all right, let's do, uh, before we move on, the top five. Let's guess our top five. Lindsay, you can uh, recuse can yourself from one? this if you want oh, to do it. No, or you want oh, to do it. Yeah, no. I don't know I'll if you're allowed to. i myself for sure. The right. bylaws of the top no, 100 game. Are we oh, guessing yeah. our top five or We're saying who we think should be? Who you think are the top five oh. players mm, of 2015. And, and uh, you know, same rules as on the show. Uh, it's not really who had the best season, just who right now. Who do I do want I have to have it right to the 2015 yeah, right season now. with? You've seen the the promo that airs. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah, all not right. Not the Kristen Cavallari commercial, but the promo. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, while you bring it up, you are uh, a big fan of Pinterest Cavallari. Oh, and well, it's Pinterest. not so much. No, it's not so much that I'm not a fan of Cavallari. I think that commercial isn't maybe her best work. You don't find um, no dick buckets. Wait, the chemistry <laughs> you had between Cavallari was her and Butkus. That huh? chemistry is just electric. <laughs> I just I disagree. What was it? Mm, tough guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's that sounds like you guys grew up in the same area. You know what? It's funny we did. <laughs> no, that's not funny. <laughs> Where did you grow up, Lindsay? In L.A.? I grew up in Lake Forest, which is the city that's just inland of Laguna Beach. Mm, so pretty close. So um, we're practically mm. the same person. So, well, yeah, could be worse. <laughs> I like Kristen Cavallari. I some see, share I, DNA. I, I don't know who she is. Not dislike. Kristen Cavallari. I just that that commercial great. I've seen that we, seventy we? times. I have no idea what she's talking about when she no, says game. No she goes game day glam. <laughs> what is that? It's what Pinterest, is, bro. So what is game bro. day? What is game day glam? It's she's looking Think on Pinterest it. for ideas and dishes and things. That's what Pinterest is. When we sell the podcast, can you make sure you sell it as Rhodes Slams Cavallari? <laughs> Please <laughs> don't. don't. <laughs> All right, uh, I almost called you Kristen. Lindsay, <laughs> what are your top five players of 2015? Yeah, I so, okay, as soon as I argued my way into this conversation, I realized I don't have that list organized yet. Mm-hmm. Do you um, want us to come all back I, to you? All I know is that Rodgers is number one, yep. and I would put Watt number two. I think far I agree. Does everyone agree with the one, yes. two? No. no. Oh, really? Oh, hey I'll, I'll put Watt. I ended last season. It says the best players, not the most valuable players. So in terms of how Ooh. great he is as a great player, it's not the guy you know I'm starting my team with, but a JJ Watt. He's the best player. He's done. He's been the best player I've ever seen. I disagree. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best player. <laughs> I have Watt. I wish the people listening could have seen Greg. Just I was getting excited. Well, we this deal time. with this all the you, time. Usually, <laughs> usually we don't like that song, but this time it proved my point. <laughs> I can, I can't get get on Greg. Watt is historically dominant in his position, but. Aaron Rodgers at the same level is doing the same thing in only a more important position. So I got to go with the I have Watt fifth. It's not the most valuable. What? Well, yeah. you did the same thing last year. Well, you, it's, you it went doesn't all change the way I feel. Like, I don't care about any other position. I have four quarterbacks <laughs> and then J.J. Watt. To all me, right. the Watt is better at what he does by far than what Rodgers is that he is. In terms by of compa- far. But that's Compared how you get the a rest kicker the in the group. top yes. 100. Who's the next closest quarterback in the NFL? Right now? Yeah. The Brady one who suspended for four games? Brady and Luck. Oh, he, too soon. Rodgers, look, I love Luck. You know that. But Rodgers is way better than him. I think Watt to who's the next guy behind Watt? Ndamukong Sue? Yeah. No. So, over quarterbacks? Over Leonard Williams? Oh, no, you're talking Defensive about Defensive lineman. You're talking his position. So I'm going okay, Watt, then A-Rod. All right. What do, I got fired up and thought you were putting him like, in the top five. No, 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 see, no. The rest of your top five, do you have it for us? I don't have an order. Okay. I think DeMarco Murray is pretty high this year. Ooh. Right? Interesting. Coming off the year he Juicy. had. Juicy. Brady Payton, the quarterbacks do go heavy at the top. Mark, your I list. Think those two will be up there somewhere. Who are your four quarterbacks? I go oh. Rodgers. Yeah. He is far and high above all the rest. Number two, I go Brady. I just love Tom Brady. Okay. Big Ben, number three. No. Mm. Andrew Luck, number four. J.J. Watt, number five. Hmm. Wes? Best player. Who do I want to go in the 2015 season with? Yep. Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt, Gronk. Oh, Gronk. That's right. Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. 
See, I thought I would be. Uh, I knew I Beckham would be on your of list. Of course, uh, and that's he was fine. the most unstoppable player. I'll tell you what, I like that list. Here, here's my top five, that's and I thought right about there. Beckham. I thought about Des Bryant. I wanted to put a wide out, but I went with someone else. Aaron Rodgers one, JJ Watt two, Tom Brady three, Andrew Luck four, Julio Jones five. Hmm. I heard huh. a stat on Julio Jones yesterday. No chance, Julio Jones. Well, we're not trying to. Predict well, we're not it. trying to predict we're it. We're saying it's just our guys. Oh, okay, okay. You think okay. Julio will make the list this year? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he better. <laughs> I have Watt. You go Watt first. Rogers second. Wow. Adrian Peterson third. And in these lists, they never recognize the guys who weren't there last year. So he might not even be on the list. You know, he's going to get I buried. Give, I give credence to the chip on the shoulder factor. But he should just – he is the next greatest player. But right? By the way, Greg, you've just built the Houston Texans over the Green Bay Packers. Have a nice time with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, – who's that? Brady next. And uh, Le'Veon Bell maybe let's throw in as number five. You got oh, the all suspended team. The all suspended That's a good team. one. That's a good one. I think Lynch, Lynch Marshawn. Yeah. Three of I, your players guys. have been or will have been suspended he's, in the last 12 months. He's probably never. I don't know how high he was last year. That's my That's MMO. I don't know, but I think this has got to be his highest year. Who? I would put you him think high. the way that, that they ended the season, Marshawn Lynch – proved how valuable he was, how much he changed. The guy that would have won the Super Bowl for him if they had given Gronk him the ball. Gronk really should be in the that top guy. five, actually. But I'd take out one, Bell. One thing about Peterson, I know generational player and all that, but he wasn't that great. We get on LaShawn McCoy and say he was over the hill or heading that direction because he didn't have a great season last year. Look at Adrian Peterson's season before he got suspended. It wasn't Look at the season close. before that. Okay, we can do the same thing with LaShawn McCoy and then say they should have never done Peterson's that Peterson's way better than McCoy. If you, that, that year, though, his numbers were misleading because of the team he was on and the quarterback he was playing with. When you watched him, he still looked like the best, oh, he best carried, running back that, in the league. The team the year before, when he ran for 2,000 yards, he carried that team the same way. I thought he looked great. I thought people that were talking about his demise that, that next season weren't watching. All I'm saying, the best 30 years the old. Out of the league for a full year, not coming Fresh off legs, that. Chip th- on maybe. shoulder. There, I'm just saying, I'm, I, I got to see it again. I guess I'm going to get proven wrong by Peterson two years in a row. I'll, we'll see what happens. Lindsay, who's who do you got then? In, in you got two time? more, three more on the list. Do I? Yeah. Well, you did you put him in? Well, I yeah, I don't I don't know about the order. I'm sorry. First, I, first I, it was my nickname, so, and now it's the top five. I know I'm failing you. Uh, <laughs> uh so. Rogers, Watt. I like your Le'Veon, actually. I might kick DeMarco Murray out. Mm. But DeMarco was it just had such a good season. I could see yeah. him getting overrated on this list. I he, wouldn't no, put him. Incredibly overrated. Yeah. I wouldn't put him in my top He wasn't 40. playing that well by the end of the year. Okay, then I'm going to put Brady three. Mm, I like that. And then I'm definitely not going OBJ that high. You're lost. I'll go Lynch, four. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I, I'll go uh, I'll go Peyton, five still. Mm-hmm. Respect for the old-timer. I think the players in the league, when you just ask around, regardless of how he finished the season, they all think that Peyton's a game-changer or one of the best ever and still is. Um, All right. So that's it. That's our top 100 talk. And every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Lindsey Rhodes, the host, counting it down all the way to number one. You better watch. You better. Because that would be not cool if you didn't. (laughs) It's good programming. Next week's week's list includes, uh, and this is 80 to 71, Two quarterbacks and one rookie. Two quarter. Wait, let's figure this out. Two quarterbacks. Who are the two quarterbacks? And Cam Newton. Cam Newton's got to be one. It's boom. Why? That's my guess. Well, it just seems I like guess he's that the he next won't in be line. top eight. He'll probably be like in that ten eleven reach. Stafford, maybe. I don't think Stafford's going to make it. I'd be surprised if he did. My mm. vote is Matt Ryan. I was oh, right. Yeah, Ryan. yeah. I think you're right. I think Cam and Matt Ryan. There's only one way to find out. You got to tune into NFL Network next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Well, Eastern, actually, I, I have, 8 p.m. Central. The rookie, I actually have it right here. Uh, I can just tell you. you. You know what? You're making things weird. Stop right? it, Greg. We're gonna I'm going to go with Khalil Mack as the rookie. Don't make me pull your hair. I'll tell you if you're right. Khalil or wrong. Mack, that's a good one, Wes. I agree good. with Wes. All right, let's move on. Finally, let's get into it. Uh, you know, a rising game within the culture <laughs> around the NFL. Some people call it uh, "What's Your Fancy," but the real people call it. Do you want to try it, Lindsay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got it. Well, oh, the name. oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were asking me if I wanted to play the game. Okay, while the music's still playing. Qual es tu fantasia? It's good. Fantasia. That's pretty good for a rookie. Fun to say. So, really, it's a it's a fancy way. Uh, it's like an either or game. So, we'll we'll each we'll go, go around the horn here and uh, each throw out a scenario and then uh, we all decide which one which either or what's your fancy? Qual es tu fantasia? 
And we'll start. I'll get it going. <laughs> that is going. the creepiest Spanish-speaking individual <laughs> I've it? ever listened to. I, was, I, I once tried the German. Oh, uh, yeah. I should remember. It was Voss in Gelfalt. <laughs> Don't try to take over the world. <laughs> our uh, Alex Drawick, our, one of our photographers downstairs, she knows French. So I said, oh, it would be great to get somebody saying it in French. And she declined. She's like, all right. Smart move by her. Listen, you don't want to be involved? She's not going to be exploited. She's a multi-language speaker, and she's not going to be exploited on the podcast. All right. Well, I was I French club president. Cool. Really? Well, say it. I don't know. It's been That's 20 so years since. I don't know how to say fantasy in French. Right, I can't. We'll I can just it. imagine those meetings. Fancy. Wes <laughs> <laughs> is running. A lot of crepes. What's going on out there? It's like, can we drink? All right. <laughs> I was like 17. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. All right. Here we go. You are Reggie McKenzie. Now, you know, let that soak in for a second. <laughs> wow. You're writing Star Wars fan fiction in your study when the phone rings. Right. Now you're going the Sessler route. Oh, well, let's have some fun with it. I like it. It's Robert Kraft. The Pats owner explains that he's had an awakening and now realizes his team's continued deflategate fight will cause permanent damage to the brand if it goes any further. He repeatedly utters, I need to blow it up. I need to blow it up. Over and over again. It's, it's actually a little weird. He then offers a trade that causes you to spit out your drink. Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, and a 2016 first-round pick in exchange for Tom Brady. Kraft is manic. He's jumpy. He's on edge. He says, take it or leave it right now. If you wait 30 more seconds, hanging up this phone and this conversation never happened. Well, let's do Fantasia. Mark. I do it. You're like taking Tom Brady. You suddenly have a franchise quarterback in a division. A where gutter team, 38-year-old quarterback, one of the best ever. An excellent, an excellent defender in Khalil Mack, an unknown in Amari Cooper, probably a great wide receiver. Oh, you're trading him. You can, you can find that down the road. You've got Tom Brady for another couple seasons. Mm. I'd do it. Wes. You'd do it if you're Reggie McKenzie, you're saying. I guess that's the only option. Well, all right. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I think no, I'm that I'm, it's you enough be... me if I'm writing Star Wars no, fan I'm, fiction. I'm trying to understand it. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Yeah, it. you're the. I, you're in this the GM exercise, the I am pulling the trigger. Wes, you know how I feel about franchise quarterbacks, but you can't do this if you're Reggie McKenzie. Tom Brady's 38 years old. One bad hit, and you just lost Khalil Mack, a first round pick, and did you say Amari, Amari Cooper? Cooper and a future first round? Right, you just lost all of that talent, and one hit could end Tom Brady's career at this point. And you'll never be a GM again if that if this move blows. Reggie up. McKenzie's never going to be a GM again anyway. <laughs> That's why I do it. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. And- Derek Carr, we don't know how good he could be once he has a legitimate. Well, you know, hypothetically, you keep him set of on the bench. You give him two years behind Brady, and then you put him in. He's twenty-five or twenty-six. It's and he doesn't have anyone to throw to, and he doesn't have a first-round pick next year to bring in more. To, and I say no. He could have replaced Man Brady with Manning at this point last year, and then look where you'd be now, not knowing whether your quarterback can throw anymore. Mm-hmm. Greg, I take it. I do the deal. I, I always Tom like Brady. when it's 2-3 two, or 2-2. Two, two. Because, because like you said, Wes, he's never going to be a GM anyways. I don't think they have any hope with what they have now, and he's going to be out there. You add Tom Brady to your team, that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. And you never know what you never know. Well, we've killed them for everything they've done up to now, so this would be something that we can't kill them on. <laughs> well, Wes would, apparently. Well, anyway. No, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty <laughs> convincing point that at least you could – Compete for a division title if Tom Brady I know. Was this was such a good one. I know we aren't supposed to do this, but what, what if we flipped it around? Would you make that trade if you were Robert Kraft? Yes. You would? If you like Jimmy Garoppolo. No. No. Well, Belichick has made a history of getting <laughs> rid of his know. quarterbacks yeah. before they If you're Robert out. Kraft, you're in the Super Bowl window. I had to I had to think hard about it. I, I don't think it's a crazy thing to, to do, but I, w- I would lean no. You're winning a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. You're not winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. You never know. Shall that's I not what Damashek That's thinks. what they once Mark. said about a guy named Tom Brady. Oh. Right, when Greg They're is, not the same person. Greg and Wes and the, the scientists are done. Written. Uh, Greg yeah. thinks he's getting a double rainbow I over just, Foxborough Stadium. I just want you guys to do all the, the quality. Can we make the point They're that so Garoppolo good. and Brady are not the same quarterback, even though one is replacing the other just as Brady <laughs> replaced Bredsoe? <laughs> because true. I think a lot of people in the country don't understand that. Very true. They'll know after a month of Jimmy Garoppolo, though. I wonder which supermodel he'll marry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tara Reid's still available. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, former Brady girl. Podcast totally off the rails. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, your life goes in one of two directions. One, over the next decade, your favorite team will win the Super Bowl 10 straight times. 
<laughs> in each of those 10 years, you will also be given a $200,000 stipend and not be required to work another hour. Your life is all about travel, family, friendship, art, leisure, pleasure, whatever you want it to be. You have no material concerns. But on the first day of the 11th year, you are abducted by alien visitors. <laughs> you, will you will endure whatever comes with that and never see the earth again. Or your football team never wins more than three games in a season ever again, and you must work in a tuna fish factory for as long as you live. All right. How wait? <laughs> what in the world? Those are the most <laughs> absurd scenarios ever. Welcome to Mark's version of the game. Wait, how long are you abducted like, crappy for? Crappy and crappier. You're up the Mark's You have brain. ten years of absolute bliss. Everything goes right. Oh yeah, no, you. I got that. But how long are you abducted? You're for? You're gone forever. For the rest of your oh, life. of course I'm gonna have a crappy football team and work at the tuna shop. Yeah. All right. I'm sticking with. I'm sticking. I, with you take you take all the football permutations out of this for me. I don't care about my team winning. <laughs> I know. Or I like that you threw <laughs> but that if, in there. If I'm getting ten years of bliss, like absolute bliss, give me the bliss, baby. Who uh, knows what's gonna happen in the next ten years? I could die at fifty-one. You yeah. never know. That's uh, a fair point. Give Wait. me the bliss. I want the guarantee. I, I got you. I got you, Wes. There wasn't anything in the tuna fish factory scenario that implied that you were miserable. Well, no. you're not – all right, but you're not like you're working still, here anymore. You'd work the rest of your life. In a but you still have your family, your husband, Yes, you, what wife. you have are the simple yeah. comforts, but you live you, you a low-level existence. You know, your family is not a simple comfort. <laughs> well, I'm just like, saying – I like how you're downplaying no, the you have, you have the of, basic like, love and affection. You're you learning a lot about Mark right now. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you really are because the money, the money and the travel, that's not going to make you happy. Well, you could leave that for your family too. You could get caught in the canning machine and come out in 250 pieces. Or you could work your way up and find something interesting about the tuna factory. There you and, go. Uh, you could who run knows? that joint. See, I think it would What's be cool What's interesting about be, a tuna factory? Well, Nothing. maybe this all comes down, you know, to religion. You know, if if you just believe, if you don't if you're not into the afterlife, I'm I want to add on more than ten years. Oh, the you know theology I mean? podcast. Thanks for reminding me. It'd be me. different Actually. if you were like a fisherman of tuna. Mm. Yeah, but that sounds fun. I know. That's why I said we did. Uh, I go alien yeah, abduction cool. because it would be cool to see what happens during. Yeah, the but then they're abduction. probing you. Was, that's a that's, that's an assumption. I, I, we don't I know that. That's like a 1950s trope. Mark, we don't if, know that. Yeah, but how if do we you're know? answering this question, how big of a factor is the football to you? Because I feel like as a Browns he fan, really it would be a no, it would be a bigger football, factor than you. The football was almost like a throw-on. It was like because this is a football. It was leading you into all these things going right for you. Can I be honest with you? Ten straight Super Bowls doesn't even sound that great to me. Honestly, give me three. If you win ten in a row, I'm sure by the fifth one, it wouldn't feel that great anymore. Well, I'd be willing to test that theory. I think here's <laughs> something that people are losing sight of. If the aliens find us before we find them, they're more likely to be an enlightened people. And you're with more enlightened people. They don't want to probe you. They just want I, to... I like that you're an optimist when it comes to an alien invasion. <laughs> Good. I wouldn't even call it an invasion. You're a, you're a gambler. All right. Your turn, Wes. Oh, okay. I just want you guys to read yours. They're so good. But I think Wes has got a good one. Wes is going to have a hammer drop. Basically, mine's terrible. You guys are getting called up from NFL now. You're getting the call from AAA to the majors. You're on total access, but here's the deal. You've got to go shirtless for your whole segment on total access. First time in front of the nation. You've got to go shirtless. Millions and millions of people across the world or <laughs> – NFL gumshoe Ted Wells will look into your background and prepare a 243-page report on your background. Mm. And he's taking your phone. Oh. Now, I, neither scenario really bothers me that much, but I'm, I'll go on TV shirtless. <laughs> I'll do uh, the shirtless. Yeah, I, would, no I would like to that. be in better physical condition for this national television debut, but at the same time, like, you know. That's the thing. You don't get gym time. You got to go like you are. You know, it's better than somebody poking through my life. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be into a, a long investigation on my background. <laughs> Not that I have, like, a, you know, bodies in my backyard or anything, but still, that, that, that feels like a violation to me. It's probably how Tom Brady felt, too. <laughs> I think my takeaway here is I'd Wes, hand over my cell phone. Wes is ashamed of his body. That's, <laughs> that's I didn't answer the question. <laughs> to the four, oh, yeah, do you want, why don't you answer? I don't have to. I came up with it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lindsay, you don't have to answer that. I want you to read yours. Yours are better. For the record, I'll take the Wells. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Mark, do you have one more? Let's do one more with Mark. Uh, Okay, so you are starting an NFL team. You can have Ndamukong and Sue on this team. This is how you start your team. You have Ndamukong and Sue, J.J. Watt, Tyron Smith, Travis Kelsey, and Vontae Davis, plus Matt Castle 
has to be your quarterback for the next five years. Mm. Mm. <laughs> or you can have just Andrew Luck. I'll take Luck. No brainer wait, for me. Matt Castle for the next five years. Five years with the rest of those players. Okay, I wait, Sue Watt Kelsey. Your starting quarterback. Sue Watt, Tyron Smith. Oh. Foundational left tackle Travis Kelsey and Vontae Davis. Yeah, I take that scenario. Hmm. I'll take Luck. I'll, I'm going to take Luck too. I would take Luck. Just because I wouldn't trade Luck for 15 first round picks. Matt Castle's also 33 or whatever. You stuck with him for five years. That's just so. And I love Matt Castle. He's crappy relatively. now. Just imagine how much crappier that, he's going to get in five years. I, my my question was similar. Maybe I'll do one. Uh, Why not? Yeah. Okay. All right. Mine mine was was simple. See, I felt intimidated by all of yours. It was okay. Just a simple one. Would you rather have the Seahawks defense and all the contracts that come with it? You get the whole defense, or you get Ben Roethlisberger. Defense. All the contracts, though. That that I'm just gravy saying, ship is a uh, yeah. gravy train is about to. Uh, I'll take the Seahawks. Uh, this show is. I, I just think maybe it's rooting for a team that hasn't had a quarterback since like 1989. But I go Roethlisberger. It doesn't I'm mean you have a bad. Same might, yeah, you might not have a bad defense. You might have a good. You can build a good defense. So Big Ben's so what? 33 now. Yeah, I got about five more years. So much easier to build a team when you have that quarterback, though. I got another. It is. All right, go ahead. I'm feeling like all of my choices might have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there are no right or wrong answers in Qualis to Fantasia. I'm, I'm questioning. All right, Qualis to Fantasia. Yeah, everybody's got to be throwing oh, yeah. in the Qualis to Sorry. Fantasia. Pep Hamilton said yesterday that the Colts offense is now the greatest shoe on earth <laughs> in reference to the horseshoe. Cute, Pep. Mike McCarthy said earlier in the offseason, if the Packers click right, they could be the best offense in football history. Mike Tomlin said... My expectation is the Steelers will have the very best offense in the NFL. Colts to Fantasia. Colts, Packers, or Steelers offense? Good one. I like the Packers. I feel like they would have set the scoring record last year if the teams could hang with them even a little bit. They would have dropped a 550 or 5. What is the record? 550 or so? Anyway, they could average 35 points a, a week and drop 50 burgers whenever they want, in my opinion. Packers haven't improved. The Colts kind of have. Well, the Packers kept Cobb, and had they lost him, I would have think differently potentially, but I go Packers too. I go, I go Packers. I would go Colts. Mm. I don't like the fact they're a dome team. That's the only thing that bothers me mm. a little bit. You know, they got to go outside the dome. Those mm. games count. But the the potential of what's going to happen this season with that Colts offense, I could I could see it just blowing anything the Packers have ever done out of the water. All right, one All more. Right. I'll, uh, I'll do this one. You ready? Jerry Jones has almost finished talking himself into his crappy backfield when there's a knock at the door. <laughs> it's Vikings GM Rick Spielman soaking wet after getting caught in one of those classic Texas rainstorms. Rick? Rick? Get in here. I'll put on a pot of coffee. Over Java and Danish. Think every episode of the Golden <laughs> Girls. Spielman explains that he's ready to move Adrian Peterson to Dallas, his preferred destination. The cost? Des Bryant. Wallace to Fantasia. I'm ke- I'm keeping Des Bryant. Again? Yeah, no, no, not a hard one for me. Really? I'm, I'm keeping Des Bryant. So it's basically for sure. Bryant for Adrian up. Peterson. Straight yeah, that's up. not happening. Yeah. 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 And you're dealing. With, you got Des's contract stuff. You got to deal with. I already got a it thousand even, yard rusher and Darren McFadden. I don't need Adrian <laughs> Peterson. They wouldn't even give up a first round pick. They right. I'm kind of factoring in that there there seems to be some fire brewing between the. Cowboys and, and Dez, too. I, I wouldn't do it. Suddenly you got Cole Beasley. You're leaning on him to be a major <laughs> you know, guy through the air. All right, how about this? I'm going to send Charles Johnson the other way, too. <laughs> now I got you. Is that even? <laughs> That's, I got Sessler's. Dez No, I wouldn't because you're not talking about Adrian Peterson at age 25. Dez is just entering this prime. Weren't we just having this argument where everybody was saying to get all in on Adrian I, Peterson? I wasn't. Yeah, though, but not for Dez because I'm yeah. hoping I have Dez for the rest of his career. Yes, you get, a, get all in on Adrian Peterson. He's Plus going for 2,000. Plus, you have a sopping wet Rick Spielman in your kitchen. That's, Get in here, Rick. It's a little strange. Put on some coffee. That's, that's the one out. I feel the most strongly about. Of all the scenarios, I feel strongly in my conviction. Even it's more than the abduction, point. the alien abduction? Yeah, yes. But that one, <laughs> I do also feel strongly about. I was just curious what that you guys think about That would be number two on my top Des 100. Uh, scenario count. That rainstorm <laughs> is called a Dallas toad strangler. Uh, classic toad strings. These scenarios really tell us a lot about our subconscious. Mark goes to the aliens. <laughs> Dan goes to Rick Spielman wet. <laughs> I went so to you guys. Weird. I went to weird. you guys shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. There's a lot of there's a lot to digest. All right, that's it for uh, 
today's edition of the Around That's the NFL podcast. You know what? Yeah. Uh, oh, we have. I don't know. The report card? The report card. I forgot about the report card. How silly oh, of me. You don't like the report card. Yeah. I didn't listen. The only th- the only issue I have with the report card is that I'm I'm trying to host the show, so like I don't I'm trying to throw it around and facilitate a little bit. I can't like. Well, it's all great. Such a hard job. Score you points. Give him some respect. I take that into consideration. Okay. All right. With all that said, though, <laughs> <laughs> today's uh, podcaster of the show or play of the game, I still haven't quite figured it out. Is I'm gonna go. I gotta go with Lindsay, man. I mean, all right. I'm with that. Right, you know, works. she showed. We all agree with that. Qu- you know, she showed off quick wit there, pointing out Robert Kraft and the Air Force Ones. That was good. Great point. Pull back the curtain. <laughs> this is really happening, Lindsay. Yeah, she pulled back the curtain <laughs> and how how a professional like herself works when she talks about the top 100 reactions. She wants no spoilers. She goes into it fresh. It's kind of like method acting. You know, that's, that's that's what came to mind. And great insight there in how what players around the league think about Peyton Manning. You know, because you know that's the one soundbite NFL films Jesus. that says. Wait, is this still going uh, on? Are you still, it's still going on? <laughs> Last point. Some of you guys, if you could pipe down, he has that was, more to say. That's a great point there because <laughs> NFL Films NFL Films Presents and Show says you're talking about a living legend right now. That's a player talking about Peyton Manning. Uh-huh. So you know. And lastly, Casque Vantre Fantasy. I took French in uh, Oh. Mm. Wait, say that again. All right, you saved uh, yourself there. Your pronunciation is way off. Way off. I, say it I, again, I, though. I want to hear it. You have to call me out. Oh. Believe me. Oh, so French <laughs> club president says garbage. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Keska Vantre Fontese. All right. Hey, if anybody wants... Oh, I got an idea. If you know how to send sound files to our Twitter account, send it through different languages, uh, what's your fancy? And we'll play them on the show. Perfect. Look at you guys getting all interactive. By the way, how does that... I might have surged past Lindsay with that. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Voting's not closed. That was pretty decent. Voting's not closed. It came came after the fact. Uh, Okay. All right, put that towards the next show. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, All right. Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on, uh, uh, coming into the office. That was very kind of you and uh, giving us great insight. Top 100 countdown every Wednesday, 9 p.m. on NFL Network. Stan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, Lindsay Rhodes. We need a nickname for Lindsay. The boss, Tady behind the glass. Brandon, too, also behind the glass. Till next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.